Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode... I might be feeling awful, but there's nowhere I'm going to admit to it. That's the problem, <laughs> Helen, with Jake, you see. A lot of people, when they say, how are you, blah 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 a lot of people don't care, but Jake genuinely does, and I've learnt this over the years, and if you do tell him the truth, if you're not feeling so good, he'll try and fix you. <laughs> it's really tiring. <laughs> Running with Jake, the podcast, Because every runner needs the occasional plot, and here's your host, Jake Lowe. This is your weekly dose of running motivation... I'm Jake Lowe, and I am so hot. I mean, I'm burning up. This is this is commitment, recording a weekly podcast. We're not taking a holiday. There's no sabbatical here. We're both here for you, ready to provide you with a world-class show of running motivation. In these conditions... What? How, what is that noise? I'll be all right, dude. It's the bin lorry. I'm hot. <laughs> I can't cope. This is a bad start to the show. It's the recycling, okay? I've got a studio, a little studio at home, and what I've had all day is I've had the windows... God, I've had the windows open and I've had the door open, so there's just a bit of flow uh, flow through. What I've done for the recording is I've closed the I've closed the door so you can't hear kids going on and Netflix and God knows what, uh, but I refuse to close the window because that will kill me. So, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. you have to listen to the recycling. Oh, I mean, I get that, I get that, but you gave me grief. I think over two episodes now, I recall, <laughs> yes. you gave me grief because of the noise, the bush cutter, brush cutter, <laughs> cockerel next door, cock next door, making lots of noise. Yes. And you gave me grief. We're, we're trying to produce a world-class professional <laughs> podcast, and now this is you and your window and your bin. Yeah. Can't you ask them to keep the you noise You can down give there? me as much grief as you want, mate. It, this is keeping me alive. This 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 <laughs> airflow is keeping me alive right now. Well, if we've got we've got another call to record after this as well. We got about a, an hour's worth of recording here. Jeez, I, I just hope our <laughs> listeners forgive us for the t- the. Uh, the crudity of this show. Yeah, I mean, you're really, sweating and, and like a monster as well. Man, have you seen? Can you you seen this fan behind yeah. me? That looks awesome. Doesn't it does. It? Looks like a decent it's fan. A good yeah. Fan. Can you see? It's not switched. It's not on. switched on. What's happened to it? Yeah, it's, I, I can't switch it on because I've because I'm recording the show. Mm. I haven't got enough plug sockets. Oh, and something's got to give. No. And if if I plug the fan in, then I can't see you on the video phone, or people can't hear us on the microphone. It's a nightmare. So it's there just for display purposes only. <laughs> That's great. I love. That. I'm kind of hoping <laughs> that, that having the fan somewhere near me, within the vicinity, yeah. helps me to feel a little bit cooler. But I'm look at I know. look at my forehead on the video screen. It's, I'm it's so ridiculous. shy. Are we having hot flushes? Is that what this is? I don't understand. <laughs> I, hot fl- the men get hot flushes. I don't know. I mean, it's like women. Right? I mean, maybe it's an early menopause, an early male menopause. I don't know. I don't. It's not that early, though. I mean, uh, you know, I'm cracking on mid forties. I don't really yeah, know. I mean, is the, the male menopause is that is that, is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, is thing? I don't think it's it. a natural thing. I, don't, I think it's just. Um, I think it's just an excuse that grumpy old men use. I don't know. I don't really know. Hang on, I'll Google it. I, yeah, you you Google I mean, that. I'm 42. It can't be. Even if it is a thing, it can't be. That can't be the reason. It's ridiculous. Surely it's got to just be the. It's the humidity. It's got to be the humidity. <laughs> Hot flush. Hot flush is a feeling of intense heat. Yeah, triggered by imme- that isn't triggered by your immediate surroundings. Apparently, yes, it's commonly linked to women undergoing the menopause, but men can also experience this condition. Wow. Along with symptoms of depression, fatigue, insomnia, and erectile dysfunction. So it could be. <laughs> right. I've, got, I've got three out of those. I've got three out of those four. <laughs> I'm not telling you. I'm not going to tell you which ones I haven't got. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Man, I am so hot. Look, we're oh, just going to have to crack on. Yeah. Let's just, let's just, come on, let's just battle through it. Yeah. Let's get it done. Come on, stay with us, guys. We've got a great show lined up for you. I'll tell you something, actually. Stop mopping your brow. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm, and, and I realise that this is grotesque because uh, this is my handkerchief that I use to blow my nose on. Uh, let, me, let me demonstrate. Man. 
<laughs> I'll use it. I know that in, it's it's really really frowned upon, isn't it? But I'm just I'm stuck in my ways. I use a handkerchief. I hardly ever get colds. You know what I'll do is I'll dust the monitor as well, just like that. A little bit of dusting, and I'll mop my brow as well. This is a multi-use handkerchief, and people really really say it's it's a bad thing. But for me, it just makes me happy. You know. Our listening figures are going to crash and burn <laughs> after this episode. I'll tell you somebody who will not use age as an excuse, though, yeah. is the guest that we've got on the show today who we're speaking to, Helen, yeah. member of the Lonely Goat Running Club. And, I mean, just incredible. 70 years old. She's only been running a couple of years. She wanted to achieve a half marathon distance before she was 70. She did it, like, just within, within a few days, mm. which was just unbelievable. We've only been running a couple of years, but it's so easy to use age as a barrier, and she's just not somebody that will do that at all. And I think so many people can use age as a barrier and a reason to not achieve or not set big, lofty targets. Yes, of course, it's a factor as we get older. We've got to have, make considerations to our training and stuff. But actually, I don't think it's a reason. I think it's a consideration. So yeah. we're going to be chatting to Helen all about age and how to break down that barrier on today's show. I'm one of those stupid people who... Who I am 46 years old. I agree. Old. Helen, <laughs> thank you. Helen is um, Helen's 70. I'm 46, and I must admit I've used age as an excuse in the past. I mean, not recently, maybe, but you know, um, because I've got past the point of using age as an excuse. But I think you know, I'd, I'd read, and this is—I'm not even joking. I'm not a football guy. I'm not into football at all. I'm not a football fan. But like, I'd read that a, a, whichever football player had retired at age 35 because they're too old for the mm. game, and as a 36-year-old, I'd sit there and I go, yeah, yeah. Well, if he's too old for the game, I'm I'm certainly too old to lose this stomach. I am way too way too old for that. As a 36 year old youth, I was saying that sort of stuff. So I think it's dead easy to use uh, to use um, age as an excuse, and I know that I've done that as well. I think it's so common, you know. And we've got to break down those barriers. Helen's certainly going to help us do that. Our next guest, but listen, can you just play the voiceover guy? Because I've just got to stand up. I'm in these denim shorts, and they're really sticking. I just got to read you. Play the voiceover guy, and we'll get to Helen. Running with Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation out every Wednesday. Never miss an episode by subscribing now. Your weekly dose of running motivation is also about real runners with real stories. And right now we're talking to Helen. She's one of my clients. We've been doing some work together. It's an absolute pleasure to have her on the show. Helen, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Jake. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Do you know what? We do have our uh, sort of semi-regular catch-ups, and I'm always asking you. I always start by saying, how are you doing? And it's always a positive answer. I'm going to stop asking from oh, now on <laughs> because I know the answer. I just won't admit to anything. That, that, that's the problem. I might, I might be feeling awful, but there's no way I'm going to admit to it. That's the problem, <laughs> Helen, with Jake, you see, because if you... Um, he actually... A lot of people, when they say, how are you, blah de blah blah a lot of people don't care, but Jake genuinely does, and I've learnt this over the years, and if you do... Do tell him the truth if you're not feeling so good. He'll try and fix you. <laughs> it's really tiring. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just get into that a little bit, shall we? Let's just get into that, though. No. Hey, look, we, we all care on this show. It's your weekly dose of running motivation. Helen, it's great to chat to you today. Uh, I mean, happy belated birthday. Can Thank I you. say that? Yes, <laughs> Can absolutely. I say that? We know you had that epic goal. I hope it's sunk in. I hope you realise what you've achieved. A half marathon is what you wanted to do. Your own half marathon, didn't you? Your own event, even prior to lockdown and stuff. We know events were cancelled. But you wanted to run 13-point miles yourself before your 70th birthday. You did it, what was it, three days before? Uh, yes, I did it on the Friday. My birthday was on the Monday. 
I mean, that's just incredible, isn't it? Obviously, we've been in contact throughout your journey, uh, ticking off those sessions and those weeks, spinning the plates. We had the confidence highs and lows, which are are natural when you're training for a a big goal. Just take us back a little bit, Helen, because you started doing your Couch to 5K the end of 2018, I believe. So you've not been running that long and you've now achieved a half marathon distance on your own before your 70th birthday. How did it all start for you, this running journey? Well, I mainly started because I'm a I'm a very keen hill walker, mountain climber, and I was just back from the Lake District, and I realised that when I started a holiday in the Lake District and started going up mountains, it was a bit of a struggle. And by the end of the holiday, after three weeks, I was much better going up to them because I was more aerobically um, better. I have um, I'm asthmatic and I've also got some lung damage, so I got to be very aware of keeping my lungs as 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 good as I can. So when I came back from this holiday, I was I thought right, let's try and keep um, where where we are now. Let's not go backwards as normal. So I started walking as fast as I could on my morning walk, which was fine up to a point. I was walking really fast. And then one morning, for no apparent reason, hadn't given this a thought. A, a thought popped into my head, and I thought, oh, I wonder how far I can run. <laughs> Hmm. So I started running and I ran further than I thought I would be able to. And when I stopped, I thought, oh, that was good. I ran further than I thought. And then the second thought was, do you know, that was fun. I enjoyed that. So I thought about, about it a bit more and then came home, did a bit of research, downloaded the Couch to 5K app and went through that um, reasonably easily. I, I went through it um, straight away. I didn't have to do any runs again which I was very pleased about and and that started my running journey really um February last year I, I completed catch to 5k do you think attitude plays a big part because you said oh well, that wasn't so bad you know I was able to do that do you think it was uh, uh predominantly down to your physical ability because you are a keen walker and you like your hill training and you and when you're out there walking you want to push yourself get a little bit quicker walk a bit faster and then you sort of broke into some running do you think it's physical or or do you think it's down to the attitude that enabled you to achieve that half marathon oh that's a good question um i like good questions on a monday morning <laughs> as we sit recording this call <laughs> I am an extremely determined person. I would say that was probably my overriding characteristic. Um, I'm Yorkshire-born and bred, and we, you know, we're a bit gritty as Northerners. So <laughs> I'm really determined. If I set my mind to do something, then I, I will do it. I knew I would do the half marathon somehow. I didn't know how I would do it. I didn't know what shape I'd be in at the finish, but I knew that I would do it once I set my mind on it. I had three goals when I... Um, started the half marathon one was to do the distance the next one was to run every step because I knew I could walk it I didn't want to run and walk it because that seems to me a bit of a cop out I know you probably won't agree Um, and the third thing was I wanted to do under three hours and I ticked all three of those I'm happy to say so yeah I think an awful lot of it is is mind over matter it's determination and I think as you get older um, you you probably get that mindset a little bit more. I want to talk about age and get into this a little bit in a, in a moment with you, Helen, if that's okay. But talking about that Yorkshire grit and determination, 
Here, here's a question for you. Do you think there's a cost to that, potentially, in the sense that if you are driven and determined, which is a wonderful thing, right, I'm going to achieve this no matter what, mm. if you come up against real sort of obstacles in your training that you struggle to potentially break down and overcome, do, do you think that comes at an, an emotional cost? Or how did it, how did the whole thing work for you when you, you found uh, some, I suppose, doubts, when you had those doubts in your mind or you came up against obstacles? Once I'd, I thought about the 10 pause half marathon challenge and and actually got it sponsored um i actually started it three times or um each time first time i had to stop because i had a uh, information of the tibias both both tibias and i stopped until i could see my physio and that was a real um down point that was just a uh, christmas day it actually happened and i was really down for a couple of weeks and when i couldn't run until i'd seen my physio and she'd given me the all clear uh, the second time it had to stop was lockdown because I couldn't work out how to walk the dogs, give them the exercise they need. And the two Irish setters, young Irish setters, so they need a lot of exercise and they need free running. And I just couldn't work out how to run. I mean, the long runs would have been fine, but the short runs would have been impossible. And 5K just or 6K or 7K just isn't long enough for them. So I had to stop running. Um, that and I didn't run for about three weeks then. And then one day I just realized I was so miserable and so missing running. I put my shoes on uh, and I actually ran up and down my garden, which I know a lot of people um, did during lockdown. But my mm. garden is 23 strides long. Um, and I was doing 30 minutes runs three times a week and one day when it was raining I actually ran in my house and it's 12 strides between the back door and the front door and that's the longest line in the house and, and until you've run for 30 minutes 12 strides turning it's it, it is awful that's some Yorkshire grit and determination there girl I'm telling you I need goals and, and if I can't get to my goal one way then I'll adapt and find another way um, to my goal Oh, I love that. Yeah, keeps I love me going. that. It's interesting listening to you, Helen, because what I'm getting here, kind of almost reading between the lines, is somebody that's driven and determined like you, you obviously are very committed to a goal, but actually it doesn't mean that you don't uh, have those setbacks and those doubts and frustrations, but I sense that you're just able to overcome them perhaps slightly quicker than somebody who doesn't have your drive and determination. You know, a few weeks pass and it's like, right, I'm missing running so much. I really got to get back out there. Trainers on and out you go. And I know through chats we've had, uh, which I really admire about you, is that you do commit to the stuff outside of your running. So you do some strength work, don't you, to look after yourself and the exercises yes. your, your physio gives you. Whereas for a lot of people, once they feel they're fixed, and I've been guilty of this in the past oh i'm done now i'm okay i'm back running and uh, those exercises kind of fall to the wayside but you, you commit to your your strength and conditioning work each week don't you what sort of stuff do you get involved in helen well the thing that i'm probably most proud of uh, and i don't know whether i should really be but i am is that one of the things i i did again um because i need a goal i googled how many um push-ups a 70 year old woman should be able to do <laughs> and it came back with some ridiculous figure like one and a half <laughs> and I thought right I'm going to beat that and I actually I've actually got up to 25 wow but that's by pushing myself every day or every time I do strength work um, I see if I can do one more and I do um, the tricep dips and I do some resistant band work um, sit ups 
do one-legged squats because that's what my physio recommended for my knee problems. But not doing something for me is worse than overcoming an obstacle. To just give in, to, to not strive, to not reach a goal mentally and physically is, is far worse for me than, than adapting to something, if that makes sense. Well, it makes perfect sense. And I, I can back that up with the messages that are on my phone because you sent me a message on the day that you did the half marathon, your your uh, your run. I did it, I ran it, I won it, I'm knackered. <laughs> and then shortly after, the next text was, can we arrange a call because I want to plan my next goal? Which is just fantastic, isn't it, to have that drive. What's the deal with you doing this event on your own? I've always wondered that because, okay, we know lockdown races have been cancelled, so a lot of people are doing kind of their own thing, you know, virtual races, as it were. Um, But why did you want to always do your own event? Because I asked you at the beginning, didn't I? Oh, do you fancy, you know, so many half marathons out there that you could register for, some great courses, great events, and you weren't interested. What's the reasons behind that? Multiple reasons again. Um, you, you never get straightforward answers from me. There's always there's always lots of little answers. And I love it. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. <laughs> the first thing is, as I said, I've got two Irish setters um, who need exercising. So to um, sort of meld my running with their exercising, they come with me off the lead. We run in the Forest of Dean, um, and they just run beside me most of the time. They love it. I think, you know, occasionally they, they come back to me and we run as a pack and it's it's magical, it's brilliant. So that was number one. Um, I don't particularly want to tie myself to them. Um, a, they go too fast and B, I'd probably end up a, halfway up a tree after a squirrel. <laughs> so um, honey cross or anything like that wasn't an idea. So one, we had to run together free. The second thing is I'm um, a, a true introvert. I don't do people. I do people on a one-to-one basis, probably any more than three people, and I tend to start to clam up. Um, so the idea of going into a race with two, three, four, five hundred other people to me was just just horrifying. I just wouldn't cope. I and probably the the last reason is I'm very competitive, um, extremely competitive, and honestly. Coming second to Mo Farah wouldn't be good enough for me. And I'd try and keep up with the 20-year-old males and I'd probably, you know, I'd end up either injuring myself or I'd just burn out in the first 2K. I just can't be sensible. I mean, even now, um, since you've been following me on Connect and I know you can see my pace and I know I, I feel slow. And the last race, the last run I did, you see the last race, the last run I did on Monday when I knew you'd be able to see the pace, I went too fast. Big Brother is watching. I see all. It's pride, isn't it? Yeah, and I think when you've got you, you're that driven personality type, which clearly you are, uh, that makes a big difference. Mo Farah listens to the show, by the way, so you, I think you've just thrown down the gauntlet there. We'll go head to head. That we'll make that like a special episode of the podcast, Pete. So make a note of that. I, I think so, <laughs> definitely. I've, I've written that down. Helen, you you talk about being a, a sort of natural intro- introvert. If I can get into that a little bit, if it's okay to to talk about that, because you yeah, you're sure. a member of the the Lonely Goat Running Club, aren't you? Which you, I mean, they're huge. Those guys. Yes. Yes, there are. Uh, There's loads of them. It's quite surprising. They pop up all over the place. And this is not, I suppose, a traditional running club, is it, in the sense that they have regular meetups and stuff? This is, as it sounds, Lonely Goat Running Club, so you can be anywhere and join them and you feel, I guess, connected and part of something without sort of being there physically. Is that right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I I first joined because um, before I I met you or got in touch with you, I was finding it very difficult to work out the chaff from the wheat of of running advice on the internet. There's so much stuff out there, but you're never quite sure who is giving the advice. And being older um, and obviously needing to be able to walk, um, I was very careful about whose advice I followed. So I thought, well, they're all sort of runners themselves it might be a good place to start to look for advice and i think you know as you said the um all the psychiatrists will say that there is in everyone even as introverts there is a a deep needed uh, desire to be part of a tribe which is why people follow football clubs they they want to belong to something and that was a a way of showing that i was a runner and I, i belonged to a running club without having to see people. I, I get that. I, I, I really do, Helen. And and I appreciate you sharing that uh, with us on the show today. Have you always been that way? Does it come from as long as you can remember? But, you know, but back at school, were you uh, an, an introvert? Well, I would say so. I've never had a, a vast amount of friends. I've had close, a small amount of close friends most of my life. But I do remember in one of my school reports, I think it was in sixth form, my form teacher said I was gregarious. And I even even then... I looked at that and thought, rubbish. Mm. <laughs> it's so funny talking to you, Helen, because I've, I've, we've said, I've said this to you before, that to give people context, listen to the show, by the way, uh, Helen, you, you reached out on Facebook, didn't you? You made yeah. a comment originally um, several months ago now on one of my posts. I don't remember what it was about, but it was a comment that really left off the page for me. I read all, everybody's comments, and it was something, it gave me the impression of drive and commitment, and I, I, it was just, it was brilliant, and you'd mentioned the podcast, and I reached out to you, and said, Helen, I think actually it's totally random, but I, I think it would be great to have you on the show sometime if you're up for it. And that's how kind of things evolved, didn't it? And we we did actually, we, we did have intentions of recording a call with you, but of course then lockdown and, and life changed a little bit. So it's great mm. to catch up with you today. Knowing you as I do, getting you on the show, we exchange messages regularly. Unless you had told me that you were an introvert, I wouldn't get that picture at all it kind of doesn't fit in some respects <laughs> <laughs> you know you mean I'm odd <laughs> I, I prefer the term quirky we like quirky people on the show it's great just going back to the age thing now this is interesting I'm not going to try to ruffle your feathers here but you know what I read a report recently this is from the American College of Sports Medicine so these guys know their stuff and they're talking about with age there's a decline in your VO2 max so that's the maximum yeah. amount of oxygen that you can use your body can use you have a decline in strength in bone density yeah the ability to clear lactate which is a waste product that we effectively build up through um intense exercise your flexibility is reduced and it takes you longer to recover i mean yeah. this is a pretty pretty harsh thing but it's it's very real and it gives a stat here it talks about runners slowing down by seven percent per decade from their 40s so in their 40s 50s 60s and beyond they slow down by 70 percent now that doesn't make make for great reading but do you know what here's the thing i think there's such a thing as training age and a lot of experts will agree on this whereby training age is not related to your your uh, your birth age that's related to how long have you been exercising so for somebody like yourself and we're talking running you've been running what a couple of years now and you've mm-hmm. got other goals beyond the fact that you have a relatively young training age i think really can really help you there's definitely factors to consider as we all get older and i think many people can use it as an excuse but one of the main reasons i want to get you on the show is because you don't use age as an excuse i mean do you do you think in your experience people do use age as an excuse to stop getting involved in certainly physical things 
Oh, absolutely. Yes, I do. Um, there's this strange perception that once you're a certain age, be it 60, 70, you can't do, you can't do certain things. So they're actually saying that you can do it at 59, but you can't do it at 60. It's just a dead stop. The attitude is so helpful because it, it encourages you to take action, doesn't it? Whereas if you're already putting those barriers up, you, you never get out the block, the starting blocks. You don't know what you're capable of. Well, that's right. And, and to lump all people together, you know, all 70-year-olds are, are this, they're not. Because, as you say, um, some have kept going all, all their life. And it's a bit like leaving your car on the drive for weeks and weeks and weeks. You do that and everything's going to start rusting and getting seized. Uh, our bodies are engines. We need to keep going. We need to keep pushing. It's just imperative that we do. Otherwise, yeah, we'll stop. Um, what's the point of that? I can hear the passion in your voice. I love that analogy. That's great. The car on the drive. You, you're absolutely right. It might be a little bit clunky as we turn the engine over and get it started. But actually, once everything warms up, loosens up, and we start to put a few more miles down, I think uh, things start to flow that little bit better, which I, I, I think is just awesome. The thing I love most is, is climbing mountains, sitting on top. That that's it's not only a physical thing; it's a mental thing. That's my safe place when I'm sat on top of a mountain. That's where I go. That's my happy place. Um, and I don't want to be driving along a valley in the Lake District looking up thinking, oh, I wish I could get up there. I'll get up there as long as I can. And to do that means I've got to keep what I've got, um, hopefully improve it a bit. Yeah, I get frustrated. I get, as you know, I'm frustrated by my pace, by my speed, because to me, I'm slow. And that really annoys me. But yeah, if I can't be faster, then I'll go longer. And I think probably isn't there something that says that the older you get, the the more endurance you can do. You're not you're not as fast, but you you're better at endurance events. Yeah, slow burner. This is true. As you get older, typically, I mean, it depends if you've been training since you were kind of eleven years old and well, really yeah, clocking sure. up the miles. But it goes back to that training age. You know, I certainly think that there's places we can take you. Uh, I don't mean geographically speaking, but you know what I mean. There's certainly places that we can. Well, let's do it. Let's have let's have a break. Let's have a training holiday. But no, I think you could you could certainly um, achieve things that uh, are beyond the half marathon it's it's now down to where you want to take things as we as we know about it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you helen i love it i could chat to you all day you're you're just a a ball of positivity there's no question that you're going to go on and achieve some great things the goals that you set by the way that's very clear just to be clear it's very important these are your goals nobody else's goals yes there's some frustrations yes you want to be quicker and we both know that that's a little thing that we've we've got our eye on at the moment but you will uh, make no mistake about it you will have some amazing experiences with running and we'll keep you in one piece what are you doing today i know the answer to this question what session have you got Big Brother's uh, watching. 8K, 8K with six strides, six sessions ah, you got, of strides. you've got some strides in there. Now, these are great, actually. I mean, th- this is the thing. It's about mixing up your training. And this is always important, I think, to have these different ingredients in your training. As we get older, we mentioned before, yes, there's some considerations there. We might need a little bit more recovery time. We might need to work a bit more on flexibility and strength. But you still include all those ingredients into your training you just have to be very mindful of how you do it. So the strides are designed to make you a little bit quicker in terms of get your legs turning over. They're quite good fun as well, aren't they? They are, actually. I was quite surprised. The mm. first time I looked at them, I thought, oh, running fast? No, because because <laughs> I think of my lungs, I find um, running fast hard, really hard. Mm. Not just hard, but 
really, really hard. But I quite enjoy them. The dogs are a bit confused. I think, why you keep on running faster than turning around, walking back, and then turning and running <laughs> fast? And, and you can see the expression on the face. They're thinking, oh dear, she's lost it again. Yeah. She's lost the plot. At least but you're not yeah. doing it between the kitchen and the hallway this time, Helen. <laughs> Definitely not, no. That, that would be lethal. <laughs> That's a big bonus. So just tell me very quickly, what's your goal from here? Where do you want to go with your running? Let people know listening to this show. Let's inspire them. What are you up, what, are, what are you up for next? I keep thinking about a marathon. Um, oh, and I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure that I can commit to the training time, but I keep thinking about it. But then I think, well, perhaps 25k, perhaps 20 miles would be a more realistic target. We need to think about it and talk about it over the winter, I think. I can hear those cogs turning. You're just on it all the time, (laughs) thinking about where we go. One thing I would recommend anybody who is a little bit older and and wants to do something is to get a good trainer because that way you, you can do it without getting injured, knowing that somebody's got your back and won't let you overstretch that's great helen very sound advice there i mean obviously you you know we work together and it's a pleasure working with you but you know there's so many great coaches out there and running clubs you're part of obviously the 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 awesome team the guys at lonely goat running clubs there's a lot of support out there wherever you are in the world of course if you do want some help from myself then you're more than welcome to uh to drop me a message get in touch and we we can uh, we can arrange that but yeah getting some support and finding out exactly the right way for you to keep you injury free and and keep you doing what you want to do which is run and look after your health is very important let's give a final shout out to independent setter rescue and rehome these are the guys that you're raising money for this uh, awesome charity you you raise a lot of money for um for them through your half marathon challenge are you going to continue to do that with some goals next year helen yeah hopefully i got mm. up to 650 pounds the uh, just giving page is is now closed if anybody does want to donate so she with a quick plug it's indie rescue all one word i-n-d-i-e rescue.org and there's a donate button on there anything that oh. people could give would be absolutely brilliant we will link that to the show notes page that's runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast helen age really is just a number living it truth is. Have a great run. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast and follow us on social media. You see, I told you Helen was great. That is somebody that certainly does not use age as an excuse. I think so many people can take something from that. Yeah, I love chatting with Helen. She's just brilliant. She makes me feel like a, like a whippersnapper, like a, like a youngster. And that doesn't happen very often, so I love Helen for that. It's absolutely brilliant. Right now on the video phone, you're a sweaty whippersnapper. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> do not forget to subscribe to the podcast using your mobile app so you never miss an episode. Yeah, do you know um, a mobile app that we're working with at the moment who are absolutely brilliant um, is Podcast Guru. You know, one of the issues mm. with podcasts is... Um, quite often there are so many there are so many there are so many brilliant podcasts but because podcasts are so easy to do there are a lot that aren't very good as well so Mm. curation and finding the ones that really suit you um, is dead important and I tell you what Podcast Guru get the app it's on Android definitely download it Uh, just go to the discover section and in the featured section you'll see our podcast and you'll see loads of other great podcasts as well Um, like The Bomb I didn't even know about The Bomb and now I'm listening to that that's a great podcast and How to Fail which um, the title of that uh, just got me involved straight away. So Podcast Guru, go and check them out. And if you want to find new podcasts to listen to, their Discover section is a great place to do that. And right now, this is the part of the show where we take one of your questions and help you to get more out of the sport in hashtag Ask 
Jake. And Giles has messaged in. He wants to know whether it's a good idea in a race to attack a hill. So whether it's a good idea to really push himself and race up a hill. Well, here's the thing, Giles, there's a few considerations. It largely depends, really, on where the hill falls in that race. Because if the hill is towards the end of the race, then actually you've probably got some energy left in reserve if you paced it well, and you probably want to maximise every opportunity to uh, reduce the finish time. So in which case, you probably are going to push as much as you can, knowing that there isn't much further to go to the finish line. However, if it's much earlier in the race, you need to conserve energy. And ultimately... When you run up a hill, it's going to cost you more energy. So I think you're far better off letting the hill beat you by managing your effort. So trying to run up the hill at the same sort of effort level that you were running on the flat. And hopefully once you get to the top of the hill, because you've got some energy left in reserve, you're able to freewheel, take the brakes off and really catch up on some of that lost time. I hope that helps. Don't forget, if you've got a question, it's hashtag AskJake. That brings us to the end of today's show. This has been your weekly dose of running motivation. It's been great to have your company. I hope you are enjoying the podcast as much as we are enjoying producing them for you. Don't forget to subscribe using your mobile app. Have a super rest of the day. Have a great week. And we will see you back here next Wednesday for more running madness. Oh, and before I forget, I have one more thing to say. Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Or, of course, if talent misses the race altogether because he's had to self-isolate for two weeks. 